Uh, something terrible happened last night, Josh Helmer. I just want to mention it here before we hit the top five stories today because it does come in a big story number three. The, uh, the Raiders won a game, and now I'm back in. That was a, a nice win for you guys last night. We were two and three, and we haven't scored twenty points in a game. I heard you mention that this morning, but hey, a win is a win is a win. And, and if you look at the up, look at the upcoming schedule, look at the upcoming schedule. They'll be favorites in three of their next five games. So let's play this game. Go ahead. It, it would be a reach for them to get to the playoffs, but oh, they're a, a reach playoffs. I know, I, I know, but with the picture being what it is, like realistically. Where would they fall into the equation, best-case scenario? Well, the best-case scenario would be to lose the rest of your games. <laughs> like last night, too. Like last but... night, so that we can go get either Drake May or Caleb Williams and get Josh McDaniels fired. But as we stand right now, 2-3, and three, Josh, doesn't have you out of that conversation yet. But like I said, you're only, you're only a game out of the wild card right now. I- I guess what I'm asking is seven seed is fine with me if that's what you're asking. Yeah, I, I guess yeah, that's what I'm saying is like who that's do you fine. think would be in the mix for six, seven, eight, nine? Who? What is that? Do you, you want to know like? what that looks like right now at this moment? Right. And, okay. And, yeah, and let's talk through it. Who, okay. who would be real quick? Can real the quick. Raiders be in that mix? Can they? Yeah. Should they? Oh God. No. Oh, they haven't started putting the data up yet. It's too soon, baby. Oh, it's too soon. Well, at least, okay, hold on. In my quick little thought here, you'd have, because you get three wild card teams, right? And you have three, you have four, three, and two football teams right now. You have the Bills, the Ravens, who would be tied for first place with the Steelers. I can't figure the, the Bills out, man. And then the Jaguars and Colts, who would be tied for first place. So, yeah, you're, you're right there in the mix. The uh, Bills and Ravens, my goodness. Hard to figure out, right? I think that's going to be the NFL this year. I don't think Miami's all that great either. Well, they got rolled by Buffalo. And then they they go out and they kind of struggle. Why did we get the Giants and the Dolphins here on Saturday? Why was that? What was the decision-making process behind that? A lot of people uh, must have requested it. They had I it in their survivor so. pools. I guess so. But, yeah, so a, a terrible thing happened last night, Josh, with the Raiders win. Hope. Reemerge because even at two and three, and even though they have yet to score 20, two zero points in a football game, you got New England Sunday, you go to Chicago, gonna get rolled by Detroit on Monday Night Football, but then you've got the Giants and the Jets. You can win four of your next five games. You might be favored in four of your next five games. Yeah, Giants and the Jets, you can definitely win both of those. And if they're sitting at six and four, I'm going to be insufferable. <laughs> All right. We're back, baby. We're back. All right, let's do it. Top five stories of the day brought to you by Newcastle Casino. It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. I-44 exit 107, 14 table games, including blackjack, three-card poker, ultimate Texas Hold'em, and Baccarat. That is... Newcastle Casino online at newcastlecasino.com. Big story number five. Uh-oh. Number five. All right, so let's go a little bit deeper on the numbers here. We, we brought up the rankings and the, ra- the ratings, excuse me. But 
Sports Media Watch has its breakdown of how it looked overall. Saturday's OU-Texas game averaged a 4.2 rating and 7.8 million viewers. That's a combination with the simulcast. I didn't know that they were – I was wondering what McAfee and A.J. Hawk were doing there. Yeah, they had, I guess, the separate broadcast. Yeah, they had 559,000 people that tuned into that. How? Who who are you people? I'm really curious if anyone that listens did, would you text us and let us know what it was like? Because – I would be – I can't watch the Manning cast when my team is playing, right? I see everyone like, like gushing all over social media, but I, I want to watch the game. I don't want to hear jackassery, excuse my language, whenever my game's on. I, I don't need that. I want the game. Do you like it when it's not your team? I don't know. I'm not even a fan anymore of the Manning cast. And I've never watched one of these, so I don't know what this is like. I just uh, I listen, I've listened to Pat's show enough to where I'm sure it's a lot of oh oh oh, but I'm guilty of that too. So it's not a knock. I mean, the dude's made fifty million dollars. He made more money in sports radio than he ever did kicking. So I, I can't believe there's half a million people that watch that. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. By the way, can I give a quick note just here? This is my PSA. Pat McAfee is ripped. The dude is in great shape. He is. He is allowed to wear sleeveless shirts. That's fine. This sudden infatuation with other sports radio hosts wearing sleeveless shirts has got to stop. It's got to stop. Yeah, you're not in good enough shape. Stop it. Stop it. Um, all right, so anyway, it was a massive number. It's the largest audience for the annual game since 2009, but it also excludes the incredibly – Highly ranked 2018 Big 12 championship game. All right, so we got some reality. What did Scott T say? Flipped over there. They interviewed Baker, Trey, etc. Okay, people that's from cool. Texas. That's good. Planky was good. McAfee had Darius Butler and Hawk breaking down the game. Were they able to give you good perspective from? It's kind of tough there because they were going back and forth between the end zones. I think Leatherneck sooner. It's basically half screen the game, half their reactions and interactions with sideline okay. stuff. Just not, you know, hey, not and, my cup of tea. That's fine. Different, but half a million people watched it. Different strokes for different folks. For me, it's uh, I'm just, I guess, very much the traditional broadcast. But even then, you know, I, I would say this too. I think it's a cool idea to have Gary Patterson or, you know, insert head coach to sit down and, and broadcast the national championship game. Saban, if he's not there, it doesn't appeal to me. Yeah. I, I still just want the traditional broadcast. So that's just not something that I'm really searching out. Whether it's McAfee or whatever broadcast you give me. Okay, this is good. This is good. The 405 writes, Pat McAfee's show was the only way us folks with Dish could watch the game because they had dropped ABC ah. in a dispute. Okay, well, that that's pretty cool. I mean, I think. If you had ESPN Plus, I think you could have too is what some people were pointing out. But, yeah, okay, that makes sense then. So a lot of people, I guess, have Dish Network. I wonder, bro, I, that's a good question. I've got to follow up. What what was the impact on how many people does that affect? Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a nerdy media question. Don't you guys look at my replies, okay? No making fun of this question that I'm going to ask Sports Media Watch. All right, um big oh college football fallout. I got a few more things from this weekend. Um Mario Cristobal was asked about the decision not to take a knee. The the game between Miami and Georgia Tech should have been over if Miami just took a knee. For some reason, they handed the football off, 
And in the worst possible scenario, they fumbled. They fumbled. And then Georgia Tech hit him over the top for a touchdown pass. You know, when the drive started, it was going to be at 157, you know, and um, we could burn about 127 off, and then it was recalibrated. I should have taken a timeout right there at the end. Thought he could get the first down, and, you know, we talked about two hands on the ball, but that's not good enough. Just should have told him to take any in. That's it. Fumbled the ball at 25, and they went 75 yards in two plays. So I'm not going to make an excuse for it or say he should have done this or that. That's it. You know, we should have should have done it. You know, sometimes just get carried away with, hey, just finish the game and run it. But I should have just stepped in and said, hey, just take a knee. Hmm. And uh, the video has circulated out there, or at least, I don't know, I guess maybe I didn't see a video. I saw a still frame. No, up. no, no. It's it's video that's out there. Of the offensive line coach yeah. going down the sideline and yeah. Yeah, trying to tell him. Yeah. Yeah. It was just there. terrible. You didn't you didn't miss anything. Just terrible. <laughs> you didn't miss anything. It was dead on. All right, number four. Number four. Oh. Hi, Josh Helmer. Let's get you caught up on these horrific baseball series that are currently taking place. If you went to bed early, you didn't miss much. One, two. <laughs> Swing and a fly ball left field. Well struck. Going back Peralta at the track. Turns, looks, and it's gone. Solo shot for Guriel. It's his first of the postseason. And the Diamondbacks get that run right back. It's 4-1. to one. Fans don't seem happy. Almost seems like they're booing a little bit. Um, but what, what a comeback for the Braves. The Diamondbacks beat the Dodgers 4-2. to two. And, yes, Josh Helmer, you mentioned it. The Braves came all the way back. 2-2. Two, two. In the air, out towards right center field. Harris going to go back. Harris back to the warning track. He leaps. Michael's got it. He's got it. They fired it in, and it rolls across the infield. Taken by Riley. He throws to the bag. They double him off. Ball game over. Braves win. I've never seen a play like that. Braves even up the series. It was back to the wall. Harris went to the wall. Harper took off. He made a leaping catch of the wall. Fired it in. It rolled past Hobbies. Backing up the play was Riley. He secured it through to the bag. Doubled off Harper and the Braves even up the series. Craziest double play you're ever going to see. What a catch by Michael Harris. Braves went at 5-4 and even up the series. Pretty cool. <laughs> I've cool never play. seen a play like that. So here's what you have today at 3.07. On Fox, the Astros and the Twins. Series even at a game apiece. The Rangers look to close it up tonight against the Orioles. Texas up two games to none in Arlington. Tomorrow, just end it, Diamondbacks. Just put put us out of our misery. Dodgers, Diamondbacks play at 8 o'clock. And I guess I'll go into sending order. Braves, Phillies back at it at 4. We'll see if they need another game between the Orioles and the Rangers but at 1 o'clock tomorrow for Astros Twins. So you get all four games if they're all still alive tomorrow. All right, big story number three. Number three. Monday Night Football last night, Josh. Just when I'm out. Just when I'm out. Raiders trying to pull me back in. Shotgun snap. Three-step drop. Eyeing the middle. Pressure up the middle. Long. Out of the pocket. Throws downfield for the end zone. Intercepted. Amik Robertson in the back corner picks it off in front of Watson, and the Raiders' defense just seals the victory here in Vegas. Do you remember a couple of years ago? I think it was it might have been Josh McDaniels' Denver team. They were like six and zero, and they didn't win another game. 
I think we had this. Was Tebow as the quarterback? Was that that season? I think it was the year before. Okay. Tebow got there. Maybe, maybe Perry can correct me if I'm wrong. There was a team a couple years, another Broncos team. I think they had Teddy Bridgewater. And they started like 4-0. and And it's like, dang, man, they're pretty good. And then lo and behold, the whole bottom fell out. Mm-hmm. I don't know how this team has won two games. I just don't have <laughs> any idea how they've won two games. Well, but part I'm of it's the Packers it. aren't very good. Bro. I was all in on Jordan Love, and then I watched that game on Monday Night Football. He he might be terrible. Yeah, no, he'll, he'll never be the answer for that. He might be terrible. Yeah. So that puts a wrap on NFL's week number five already. And I don't know if you've looked at it next week or not, but we've got some doozies on the NFL schedule for week six. Now we're starting to get into bye week time, but – I think I think Ravens and Titans is good. I think Seahawks and Bengals is good. Colts and Jaguars is for first place. Um, Eagles and Jets, which you know doesn't have that same ump, but the Jets are coming off a win. And the Lions and the Buccaneers, heck, man, Lions Bucks shift that out for Sunday night football. All right, big story number two. Number two. Did you take in much of exhibition basketball last night, Josh? I did not. I am not a big exhibition hoops guy because the season is so very, very long, 82-game season. But it's tough for me to get all in on basketball before we've even had Halloween. I only bring it up because it was all over my timeline last night. And both Victor Wimbenyama and Chet Holmgren looked really, really awesome. Thunder won the game. It does not matter who wins or loses a preseason game. But do you remember all the harumph, harumph whenever Chet Holmgren got hurt last year and all of the, my gosh, he's terrible, whenever uh, Victor Wimbenyama did not play well in the opening game? Yeah, his first summer league action. People like Artie were telling you that he's done and he'll never, ever be oh, anything. He's a, a bust, He's a bum. He's a bum. I'm like, it's, it's the first time he's ever played in the States, at least in the NBA. Uh, Wimbenyama in 19 minutes finished with 20 points, five boards. Chad Holmgren in 16 minutes finished with 21 points and nine boards. OKC won at 122 to 121. And then we shall continue the NBA preseason coming up on Thursday against Detroit. When uh, When's OKC's first game? When do they actually – Tip off the season. The uh, they only play now one a thing, couple preseason games. The, the right? one thing that's great is the NBA has adjusted its schedule, so there's only five preseason oh games. Oh my goodness! I know, right? There's five too many. Their regular season opener is October 25th at Chicago, so that'll be Wednesday, October 25th, two weeks, and then their I'll see you in two weeks. Regular season home opener is Sunday, October 29th. So just getting you caught up because it was the first exhibition game, which gets us to big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. We got more from Coach Venable's press conference to get to. The injury update was unfortunate. In fact, here's what Coach said overall about where they are with the, I guess you could say three injuries coming out of Saturday. Got McCade. Um, We're looking at best case scenario for him. Uh, He'll be back uh, sooner rather than later. And um, Andrell. I was going to have to have season-ending surgery. What about Gentry? We saw him leave. Yeah, he's good. Okay. Yeah, practice today. In good shape as well? Yeah. Yeah, he's good. I couldn't hear who they asked about on the other one. Gentry? 
They said Gentry, but I didn't catch the Gentry. We saw him leave. He's good. Okay. Yep. Practice today. In good shape as well. Did he say to Jean? Maybe. Got, yeah, I don't know. You. Yep. Practice today. In good shape as. Yep. Practice today. Yep. Practice. T- yep. Practice. T- yeah, practice today. In good shape Stop. as well. Yeah. Well, he knows ex- he knows exactly who he's talking about because Coach you, answered it. You're giving me uh Rarying. Rarying is doing very well, too, for Oklahoma. Listen, you're giving me PTSD here. You know how many times I'll try and figure out as I'm transcribing quotes what was said and have to listen to the same quote again? And it's just like that. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to give it up and just uh, write what you think that was said. What'd you make of the 11 a.m. start for OU and UCF? We didn't. We, we got that a little late in the show. Well, I, I, I wish I, it was an listen, afternoon, on, like two thirty kick would be nice. Okay, Tom. He clearly says Gentry. We hear that season-ending surgery. What about Gentry? Right, you hear that one clearly. Yeah, season-ending right? surgery. What about Gentry? We saw him leave. Yeah, he's good. Okay. Yeah, practice today. In good shape as well. Yeah. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, we hear Gentry. Gentry's clear. I wonder if it's Dijon. I, uh, I don't know. He's, or he's, if it's Major. Because that's the only other injuries that I could think of that they would be asking about. It just seems like it's bayoing, bayoing. <laughs> Said Gentry practice today. I, I'm aware of that, okay, Tom. <laughs> don't, don't get upset. It's a big mystery, though, afterwards. <laughs> um, so the injury front, not good. But the positives from Saturday <laughs> is the more they've looked back is that they feel really good about the way the O-line played. Yeah, no good. We kept the quarterback clean. Uh, the one sack that I think they put from a statistical standpoint was really a quarterback run and uh, for minus one. Uh, they did a great job. Not a, uh, much disruption. Had a good firm pocket. Um, and, uh, again, Dylan did, Dylan did a great job from a, a pocket awareness standpoint. But those guys did a nice job. And, again, we we feel like we got, you know, eight or nine guys that can play winning football. And so uh, that's a group of guys that, Got in there and got a chance to do it. Thought they did a nice job. Andrell. Um, uh, this is good right here. I'm sorry, I shouldn't cut this off. This is good about Andrell. Andrell's been so good for you guys. How tough of a loss is that? And yeah, how much it's tough? And I hate it for him. You know, we'll, we have other guys and hate it for Andrell. How hard he's worked. Uh, we got the six zero. He had a big part, you know, and and uh, and helping us get there. Uh, but again, all of his best football still in front of him and. Uh, he'll have a you know great career on the back end you know of this of this uh, surgery doesn't have much swelling, and um, so that usually means it's a quicker little quicker re- recovery form. So hate that form. Hate that form. I'm getting clarity. I'm getting clarity right now. I'm texting George. Like George, who else did you ask about injury wise after you asked about there Gentry? There is a theory, or was he just following up on Gentry? That yeah, that that's the theory is that it was. In, okay. In good shape as well, asking about Gentry. All right. That's fair enough. I will stand corrected if well, that's the case. I'm not convinced either. There could still be a mystery player. We'll wait. We'll see how much attention George is paying to us today. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll do a break. But let's get into that 11 a.m. kick conversation next. That's the start time for OU UCF, the Sooners' next game. As the bye week is coming up, and we're talking Sooner football all week long right here on The Ref. Y'all are wrong. Y'all are wrong. I went to the source. I went to the source. I, I texted George during the break. George Stoya. Just listen real quick. Play it one more time for the fun of it. Yeah, McCade, um, we're looking at best case scenario for him. Uh, he'll be back uh, sooner rather than later. And um, Andrell, 
I was going to have to have season-ending surgery. Yeah, that's right. What about Gentry? We saw him leave. Yeah, he's good. Okay. Yeah, practice today. In good shape as well? Yeah. Yeah, he's good. One more time. One more play time. That, play one more that time. Last okay, part. okay. <laughs> I texted George. I'm like, these are the stupid things we fight about on our Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line right now. Nobody is right, by the way. What about Gentry? We saw him leave. Yeah, he's good. Okay. Yeah, practice today. In good shape as well? Yeah. Llewellyn. No, 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 no. Troy. No! I could have sworn I heard a Llewellyn in there. Troy. Troy Everett. Someone else had asked about Troy when he's giving an injury update, which, by the way, um, I don't, I don't think he's ever taken off because he's hurt. It's just my. So, great mystery solved. I feel like we've – can we go home now? Isn't this usually when we're off on a, <laughs> on a Tuesday? <laughs> we'll see y'all later. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> no, no, no. He was saying – someone had asked about Troy. And that's what – someone had asked about Troy Everett. All right. And well. so, when he's answering the Gentry Williams question, he's like, okay, that's great. And then someone's like, Troy, Troy Everett? Troy is what he <laughs> says. You can hear it. And they're talking about Troy Everett. So y'all are wrong. I love. I, I went love to the that source. the text line doesn't agree. It's like I don't agree with you. That's not right. <laughs> I mean, you can actually now that you hear it, it's one of those things where you guess a lyric, and when someone tells you the lyric, you're like, "Oh yeah, that's exactly what they're saying right now." If you listen to this, George is asking about. Uh, he originally asked about Anthony and McKay Matar, then he asked about Gentry, and while. Coach is answering about Gentry. Someone asks about Troy Everett, nah, he who wasn't know. hurt and was probably probably benched. What's the deal with Savion Bird? Writes Oki Tom. He's not playing. Don't know. Health wise, we think uh, he's back though, right? It, yes, yes, we think he's back. Now, McCain Matar is going to be out. McCain Matar, like lawyer. McCain Matoyer is going to be out for a little bit. Best case scenario, but will be out for a bit. So this is a great opportunity for Savion Bird to get back in the mix. I don't, I don't know what's happened there, injury wise, but he seems healthy. And I don't know what's going on there, getting back in the rotation wise, but it seems like he's just not in that mix. I mean, it's just that's that's the reality of it. I don't know if, if there has been – this is my opinion, but I don't know if he's lost a little bit of faith at the coaching staff or what, but it's just you – know, I, I said this on the broadcast on Saturday. When when Matoyer went out with the injury, he was bouncing around like a dude that was getting ready to come in. Savion Bird was? Yeah, and I even said on the broadcast, I'm like, guys, I, you know, Savion Bird hasn't played – but he is – He thinks he's going to play. He's acting like a guy that is going out there and playing on this drive. Well, that's what you do. That's the Costanza approach. It was a top five mind bleep because I'm like, look how he's bouncing around. I've, I hadn't seen him do it all game long. C- Costanza, didn't you quit? <laughs> so I don't I don't know what's going on there. I really don't. But it's – you know, I, I he was hurt at Tulsa. I mean, I, I don't know – I don't know what what extent it was, but he was hurt. And he missed the next game against Cincinnati. Help me out here. I'm going to forget. He was in uniform. Now, he didn't travel to Cincinnati. He was in uniform for the Iowa State game. Okay. We had Beanbow on coach's corn. Didn't take a snap. 
We have Beanbow in Coach's Corner, and, and you guys might go back and check the tape, but I'm pretty sure I remember him saying, yeah, he's he's good to go health-wise. Now, B, Coach B might just be telling us that. And then, lo and behold, come you know, Brent Venable's coach's show that night. So we tape on Monday afternoon. BV had the Rudy show last Monday night, and he's like, my guy's back. Savion Bird's back. And then we don't see him on Saturday, so I don't, I don't know. I don't know, well, Josh. I don't this, know what. That's a good question, Okie Tom. I don't know what's going on. This would be a there. good two-week stretch to get back in the good graces and prove that you're fully healthy, et cetera, et cetera. Fully healthy. Feels pretty good right now. Feels pretty good right now. Now, Andrew Anthony, I don't know about another year of eligibility. I don't know. I, I'm sure he does. He has another year that he can take. But I don't know how that's going to fall into, like, his plans. Andrew Anthony appears to me to be kind of like a Walter Rouse who came here with the intention of, I'm going to the league, right? But if he can come back, I think he's welcome back with open arms, right? I think, he, I think he'll be back. I think he needs to be back. Yeah. He, Boy, it'd be a great – can you imagine Farouk probably off, you know, to the – I'm not sure about his eligibility, but I think – you know, I think he's got a chance in the league. I really do. And I think they're going to love him as a Debo Samuel kind be, of a guy. Be a middle rounds pick. Yeah. Um, but in Drake's, obviously, you were able to put Andrew Anthony back in there next year. Yeah, I think it's a pretty good mix. But we'll see. Uh, let's see here. I don't want to – from the 410. We've talked a lot today about Texas fans not really handling the L well. The real issue for Texas, writes the 410, that's Maryland. The real issue for Texas fans was not just this loss. They had convinced themselves that OU was going into a years-long slump with a poor coaching hire. This shattered those dreams. Well, there is that. There is that. There is this mindset that with Oklahoma's loss last year and a 6-8, and 7-8 and eight season, that they were done. Ah, uh, this – wait, hold on. Six and seven season. Sorry. Sorry, kept trying to add another win. Uh, it's like, well, we don't have to worry about Oklahoma. Oklahoma's gone. Bleep them. That they had such a significant upper hand in this series all of a sudden. Oh, it's 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 now the Longhorn series. It, it's all of which is made funnier by the reality that they beat Oklahoma without a quarterback last season. The True. way that they beat them and then spent a year victory lapping around like the the – Rivalry was dead. Only just, to turn around and lose this game. You just made me spit out some of my <laughs> water. I'm sitting here laughing at that. Um, yeah, I think that's a really, really good point. That's a really, really good point. Uh, let's see here. Congratulations are in order to Dylan Gabriel and Walter Rouse, by the way. Oh, yeah? Dylan Gabriel, the Maxwell award player of the week and the Davey O'Brien national quarterback of the week, Walter Rouse, the Outland trophy national player of the week. Wow. They saw him blocking two dudes. I, I mean, my man made himself some money. I think with uh, one singular play, All right, let's get some, let's get some more text in here next. Let's not fall tall, uh, too far behind. We've got our final thoughts from Primrose funeral services. We've been bringing you, I think every highlight of the Brent Venables press conference will continue to roll through that as well next, right here on the Home Sooner Fan. Two quick Brent Venables cuts. What about Josh Helmer, the running back? I think we can be better. We need to get better. You know, you want 
somebody to pull away and um, you know hoping that you know that happens at some point in time you know we are efficient I think we rush for uh, four seven or so and they rush for under four yards and um, but we got to continue to get better there you know we got to make more guys miss we got to you know we're 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 not doing a an amazing job at like we did a year ago Eric Gray was fantastic you know in the first and second even the third level made a lot of explosive runs and uh, by running through tackles or making people miss and so we got to we got to get better there does Eric Gray belong in that category of people that we didn't realize how much we would miss on the 23 team or are you all still angry about that yeah, I mean, right now, big time they're missing him. Okay. Um, I still think that the interior of the offensive line is a big culprit in some of this. And probably Eric Gray masked some of that a season ago, by the way. Oh, yeah. yeah absolutely. How about the kicking game? This is my final thing that kind of stood out from – well, the final thing. I mean, he spoke to him for 18 minutes, and I feel like today we've we've chronicled about all 18 minutes of it. But the kicking game, how big of a concern is it right now? Coach did say that it was a gust of wind that caught that kick. So that, I mean, there's some of you is like, no, he missed it. You know, there's been some things that have been really good and uh, not so good on, on Saturday. You know, giving up, a, you know, the punt block. Um, that's a very basic day one installation. <laughs> Uh, protection issue, and we got to be better there. It could have cost us the game, and uh, and then the the fake. We worked that exact fake um, several times. Talked again about it on Thursday. Talked about it on Saturday morning in the meetings, and we got to do a better job of communicating. And um, you know, there at the minus thirty-two, I thought that was a, a great call by 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 Sark. You know, um, uh, but we were getting into a good little rhythm there and, and and but they did a great job executing one of the lo- longest rushes of the day and uh you know we we did pin one inside the you know the the 15 and then we uh, i thought our kickoff coverage was pretty good missed a few tackles but we we played with such great effort we covered up with it we had the return you know that we really worked hard on uh, the reverse and uh it was a big point of emphasis not to you know, pitch it forward, and we did. And so we, we got, obviously, a gazillion things from this game. We lost the the uh, field position by, by 45 yards. We lost 35 yards on the return uh, that we had to call back. And that's a, those are big plays. And, you know, the margin fair is small, championship level. Uh, you can't make those mistakes in, in, in win games, you know, typically. And uh, we were able to overcome it. Able to overcome it. Teddy said it on the broadcast. We are winning every phase of this game except special teams. Fake punt, missed kick, block punt. That's the thing. I mean, if you want to go penalty back. Or penalty. Yeah, the, coming back on the right. I mean, dude, you these people don't want to spend time saying, it took a last-second drive. It took an absolute special teams meltdown for Texas to even be in that game. Sure. Spotted the the Longhorns 10 points right there. Lloyd writes, damn, Texas fans are so butthurt. They're out, uh, saying they outplayed OU. Guess they should have started their other quarterback. Oh, how long, how long before that starts? Get Arch in there. Get him in there. It's just that's what we need. 
when I think even it's it, going to be great when he stinks. I, I guess they're starting to realize it. He looks awesome in a uniform, though, guys. I'm just going to tell you right now, he looks awesome. Nine one eight off the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. I do think Texas is a good team, however. They are Texas, and I'm not penciling them into the Big 12 championship game just yet. Like in other words, hey, they're good, but they're Texas. Yeah. Well, and you know what? Oklahoma. How are you going to handle 6-0, and beat Texas, got a nice little bye week here, but OU's got plenty of work ahead of itself. Oh. I mean, on, on paper, the remaining schedule being what it is, you ought to be 12-0. and You should be 12-0. and Going to the Big 12 championship game. But uh, being 12-0 and and saying you should be 12-0, and a couple of different things. When we were in the preseason mindset where it was, you know, kind of hitting on every single podcast's, you know, take on Oklahoma, right? We – I remember Bud Elliott on that – is that the Cover 3 podcast? Cover 3 podcast. I still can't believe you people listen to that. But And Bud Elliott said, find me the loss on Oklahoma's schedule. He's like, let's go. Let's just say, all right, then they got to six and they got he's to He's really Texas. good. Bud is good. And they got to Texas. And he's like, I mean, who knows? All right, let's say that they lose to Texas. Where's their other loss? And that is where it's going to take – they're going to be favored the rest of the way. And it's going to take someone upsetting them. And if that's in Stillwater, please, God, no. If that's uh, in, in – Lawrence BY, at BYU, if that's in Lawrence, you know, there's some tough games ahead of you. TCU at home? I think final, I don't think the final, West Virginia game is going to be all that easy. Final Big 12 regular season game? But I also think – I also tend to think, Josh, that Oklahoma's not going to be in this, you know, mindset of mission accomplished. They shouldn't be. It's just one goal along the way. Oh, there's so many other things here. Uh, no, I did not find Arch's ID, and I don't think he's going to transfer to Tennessee. Josh, real Josh, a man's man from car equipment. <laughs> yes, a uh, real Josh. A, a man's man, like Tommy <laughs> Bacon man's man. Tawi is a stud and undoubtedly the front runner for them. Someone writes, we're missing Turk more than anyone on last year's team. Maybe, but well, even, even th- yeah, they're missing him for sure. They're missing him, but I mean, even Turk had a punt blocked Texas his first year. I mean, so it it happens. Well, it's not the, that's not the punter's fault. Oh, no, that one was not on the punter. I mean, <laughs> holy smoke! Was that Jonah Laulu who just I don't know what he was doing. He well, like didn't come in there to try and block it. He was just lazy. There was about a misstep. It. Someone and and I don't know. I know that Tyler Guyton's not on punt coverage, but he was getting an earful from Bill Beanbow when he's coming off the field. So I don't know if he's on that line or who the up guy is off the, because I was blocked from it. Yeah, uh, each of those guys on the left side there, if it was uh, – I- Maybe it was Guyton, but it was definitely Jonah Lulu. I think it was Lulu, yeah. They're, they're two up guys, pretty athletic dudes. That's the dumbest narrative alive, writes the 918, winning on the last drive. People just didn't watch. We controlled that whole game. Yeah, and I – you know, you and I were talking yesterday after the show – is what if what if Oklahoma had lost that game? You know, what if there wasn't that great drive to win it or a Nick Anderson catch? I mean, what where would we be what if right you get now? Sacked right. on that play. It's just it's I think a lot of fans would be like, Oh, we're close. We gotta win those close games do you before think we didn't do it. If Gabriel got sacked there, were they gonna be able to get up and down the football? I think on time? they were gonna have time to get up and down it. 
I but think Texas they would. would have been laying on the ground. Right. And, they would have uh, done would've everything. Made it difficult. To, it would have been a kick with like two seconds left, probably. Sooner, uh, sooner in exile, right? Somebody please make a hype video of Brent saying physical, punishing, suffocating, relentless defense, cutting to each of the four downs in the goal line stand. We replayed the radio version of it yesterday. I hope you guys heard it. Uh, we're going to put the full OU Texas radio broadcast on the podcast page probably probably Friday so you guys can have it for over the weekend. And Aaron in Austin writes, Texas fans bizarrely like to dunk on OU for obsessing over the rivalry. That's why OU owns the rivalry. It just means more. And <laughs> South Texas Sooner didn't Texas win the national championship with Vince Young on a last-second drive? Miss me with that garbage, UT fans. I mean, you play until there's zeros, so. The 405. Isn't the last-second drive thing the exact same delusional excuse Texas fans used in 08 to explain why Tex win over them shouldn't count? It feels like they think the game should end once they have the lead. I, I just don't uh, understand that logic at all. It's so dumb. That's – that's the number one way we evaluate NFL quarterbacks. Two-minute drives, right? How many game-winning two-minute drives do you have? Maybe that's not the number one way, but it's definitely one of them. <laughs> I think um, – I, I, I appre- just re- this one just popped up. Somehow we have – you've created the great mistake of having the uh, text line up on I can two hide. pages. Thank you. Here. Um, <laughs> Get out of there for you. But I, I appreciate the 580 writing. I thought Sawchuck should have been used – on some of the boundary runs instead of Walker, he's more of the speed guy. Is he? Like, I mean, he should we, be. I mean, I that that's the response. He should be, but I don't. If they were seeing it, he'd be out there doing that. They're there, just not seeing it. There's right now. also an air of predictability, right? That you're trying to avoid. You put Sawchuck back there, and, and what's Texas thinking? They're thinking, okay, pass out into the flat, maybe run him to the boundary. I don't disagree, man. I think you're 100% right, but I just – I he hasn't shown it. Or he would be out there. Javante Barnes, I, again, I think – I can't gonna, wait for Barnes to rumble for 250 versus UCF. I know. I'll be so happy for everybody. But in that same kind of line of thinking, at some point you got to be like, I think this is kind of what we are right now. All right, quick break. When we come back, we'll put a wrap with some final thoughts brought to you by Primrose Funeral Services on The Ref. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on The Ref. Final thoughts time brought to you by Primrose Funeral Service, 80 years of service. They have a compassionate staff that's been providing the highest quality of care for over 80 years. 405, well, I guess saying 80 years of service, and they've been providing care for 80 years should make sense. 405 321 or visit them online at primrosefuneralservice.com. Um, what is, what's on your mind here in closing today? Well, uh, again, Travis, by the way, just put sellout crowd in a body bag over there. So you can find that at Travis Swole Uh-oh. on Twitter. Well, everyone, you have, you have a very large faction. And I, I think I'm part of this group, right? I am part of this group. And this is... This is maybe me talking to me, but a lot of you joke about that. These fights I have with imaginary people sometimes. So here we go. There is a large group that's like, let it go. Let Lincoln go. Stop it. Stop with the Tebow. Stop with the Milshoe Milshoe Snake stuff. Who cares? 
And then that same person will write an article about <laughs> Lincoln Riley. Well, here's what's going on there. And it's like, you just told me to stop. And then Lincoln will add something like he did with the, the concerns he had over his family's safety whenever he left. And it's like, what are you even saying? But I sit here at 11.57 a.m. on this, the 10th day? It is. Of October. Year of our Lord 2023, Josh. To tell you that I don't think you necessarily need to just blanketly be like, yeah, I'm over it. I'm not going to worry about it. We're better off. It's fine. Because I do think there is this point where when people take pot shots at your program, not predictions, pot shots at your program and your people, I think it's okay to stand up for yourself. It's not always everything's going to be okay. Sometimes you got to stand up and say, no, 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 that's that's not what we're about. So, yeah, we're all moved on. We're pretty happy. Oklahoma 6-0, and and that defense bleeps. It really does. It's fun to watch. But let's just not obsess over it. That's all I'm asking. Yeah, I mean. Especially after Notre Dame beats them on Saturday night. Things are going good. Things are rolling right now. We're in a good spot. Mom and dad aren't fighting. It was a blessing. Looks like we're going to have a good Christmas. And it's a bye week. So, final thoughts. Just don't allow people to tell you how to think about it or feel about it. Feel your own way. But when they're making stupid, unfounded predictions, there is a point where you just back off. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, never mind, coward, you're dumb. When it comes to college football, bless your heart. All right, Steel Man and Thune at noon. Coming up next for Josh on Plank. Y'all have a great rest of your Tuesday. We'll see you tomorrow.